Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Go Team Video, the podcast where the AMPM video team watch a movie and then we talk about it. Along with everything else that's going on, I'm Michael Sadler. I'm joined this evening by Abigail Johnson and Daly Singleton. How you doing? Hey. Hey. Doing well. Doing doing well. Yeah, doing pretty good. Thanks to the people who stuck around. We still got about eight viewers. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for sticking around. This is episode 41. Page Master. The Page Master. The Page Master. So what is this? 1994? 94. Yeah. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin. I was 10 years old when this came out. I was mm-hmm. one years old. I was negative two years old. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there you go. There's the spread on that one. Um, <laughs> There's the spread on that. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get right into this and start talking some first impressions. I'm going to go first. Um, and I'm curious what you think about the fact that, like, I don't know. First impression's hard on this one because I was 10 when I saw it or, you know, 11, whatever. You watched so it, really like, w- when you were 10? Yeah, I watched it, like, more or less whenever it hit TV. So it might have been a year or so after that. Uh-huh. But, uh, so I can't really say my first impression was probably it was I watched it. It was fun. It was like, you know, uh I, at the time, for some reason, was a snob about my live action and my animation meeting. Mm-hmm. I, didn't yeah, really like, yeah. I didn't really like that. I didn't care for it at the time. I was like, let's keep <laughs> cartoons, cartoons. But uh, yeah, it's like the idea of that you started as a person and you ended up as a cartoon. I don't know why that should have been magical to me, but I was like, eh, a little snooty about it for some reason. But I remember enjoying this as a kid. Um, that's pretty much it. That's all I can say as far as the first impression. This time watching it, I thought it sucked. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought it was like kind of bad. But we'll get into that a little more in the review section. Uh, who else wants to go next? Abby, what do you think? Um, This was like a childhood favorite of mine. I saw it dozens of times. We had it on VHS. Eventually, we had it on DVD. Um, I wouldn't exactly say it holds up (laughs) also, um, that, you know, I pretty much remember the plot, like, all the way through. There was a moment towards the end that definitely seemed like one of those, like, bits that were for the adults in the audience watching it, or the parents watching it, you know what I mean? Like... Um, I don't know if it was very quick and I don't know if y'all caught it, but, um, Mm. I'll get into that with the plot, but, um, I don't know. I, when, when I was a kid and I watched it, I loved it. Like all of my, I, or I have two older siblings. We would all watch it together all the time. Um, so my first impression, great. My current impression, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. (laughs) And Daily, what'd you think? Um, this is we talked a little bit about this in the pre-stream, Michael, but like this wasn't my this like what, what did I say? My Macaulay Culkin. Did I say this one was my Macaulay Culkin? Not my Macaulay Culkin. No, you said uh what, what like Richie Rich. Richie Rich, that's what it was. 
Uh, Richie, that was my McCulloch. Like, see, even more than Home Alone, Richie Rich was my Macaulay Culkin movie when I was a kid. I don't think I saw Richie Rich until like literally this past year. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know why that one latched on to me so well, but it did. And that was kind of my Macaulay Culkin movie. Yeah. When I was growing up, I definitely saw this one at least three or four times, you know, as a kid. I think I also rented the video game, uh, which we played a little bit before the podcast tonight. And it's bad. The video game is real bad. Um, it's, it it's seems like familiar. Stupidly I feel like I hard. must have played it uh, at some point. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. It took me like mm. 30 minutes just to get out of the first level. <laughs> I've never played it before. I didn't realize there was a video game. Yeah. Um, and... But the, the I think some of the art is pretty good in the game, but other than that, it's it's not there's not much to praise there. Uh, and I think that kind of is kind of how the movie is. You know, I think the art is pretty good in this movie at times, but like that's kind of the only thing for to praise for me. I kind of just feel like this movie's kind of nothing. Like it, it really is just yeah. nothing in the it, in the end of the movie. Like he kind of knocks himself out by slipping and falling and has this like vision. You know, like it's kind of nothing happens, you know, I, I, think he, I guess he learns to not is, be a wimp, you know, like, yeah, his dad that's basically him, it. But... Hey, don't yeah. take my lines. <laughs> it's basically I didn't take that he, line from he, he learns a little bit of bravery and the plot is so predictable. Um, yeah, but also, it's I like, mean, honestly, to have that awareness at a kid of like how dangerous something is and the statistics of it, like. That should be like rewarded, not like beaten down. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he, I get the he, anxious he, tendencies he, and stuff like that, but like there's a there's an element of that. Children sure, have yeah. a reason to be anxious. You know, there's yeah. more and more that happens in the world that you know gives validity to anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah, and it, it sucks how his his dad handles it and shit like that. Like. Mm-hmm. And it, pro- it probably just makes it worse, you know. Well, his dad hates him because he's scared. <laughs> his dad hates. This is what I was. Saying. This is what I was saying to Daily earlier. His dad hates him because he's a wimp. <laughs> and then by the end of the movie, he like gets turned on by the fact that his son finally like <laughs> climbed up the treehouse, and then he goes and like bangs his mom, and she she steals his glasses so he can't get out of the treehouse and like interrupt their their, their boning. She like oh literally God. takes his glasses off of him, and you see her fucking carrying them in the house. <laughs> like, there's even like a bit of foley of like them flapping in her hand. Like, she fucking stole his way of getting out of the treehouse, <laughs> so they could go have some uninterrupted sex. Like, finally, oh we made God. fucking something that was worth something. I did not realize <laughs> <laughs> they got turned on by the fact that their kid wasn't like a scaredy wimp anymore. Well. Anyway, that's uh, that's truly that's what the page that's the what the page master is about. Everyone, <laughs> it's it's oh not. There's, a, there's we, another message in there. We, we, fig- we figured it out nine minutes into the podcast. We figured out exactly uh, what this movie's about. Also, the the page master is just the librarian, right? Yeah, he's so the like, wizard librarian it's, guy. It's a cool name, but I don't know if it's like maybe the it's most- kind of unearned. Yeah. What if librarians were called page masters? That'd be pretty cool. 
That'd be, That'd be sick. pretty cool. More people yeah. would be librarians. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just based on the name, I'm a page master. Yeah, librarians <laughs> should get a raise and be yeah. called page masters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's run. Let's our campaign can be based on that when we run for office. Just think about like how many more jobs would be a, like far more appealing to people if they had different names. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. What about uh, what would you replace plumber with? This plumber kind of sounds like the the name plumber just sounds kind of unappealing, you know. Plumbers right. also do all kinds of stuff. They actually no, do plumbers. a little bit of they do a little bit of HVAC, a mm-hmm. little bit of uh, electrician stuff, you know. I mean, water wizard sounds pretty cool. Water wizard, water there you wizard. go. Yeah. Like, or, like, oh, just like yeah. water bender. What about just a water bender? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's more generational than Water Wizard. And then, I feel and like then the HVAC a lot more people, HVAC people can be Airbenders. That's yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, a lot and more then, people and then like those jobs. and then firefighters can be uh, Firebenders. Firebenders. Yeah. Sure. And then landscapers should be Earthbenders. Yeah. And landscapers <laughs> can be Earthbenders. I love it. I love or, it. or people who mow your lawn. <laughs> Did you, did you my earthbenders hey, coming the, today you know if the earthbenders come by today you write a check for them <laughs> yeah venmo the earthbender <laughs> oh goodness. all right let's get into it here you got some numbers on this one Is yeah oh man i looked up this i didn't see this until earlier tonight when i was putting the stuff together and budget's not great Compared to the box office on this one, everybody. Um, well, before I get to that, let me say first, this movie is directed by Joe Johnston, the live action elements, and then the animation elements are directed by Mar- uh, Maurice Hunt. Uh, and we'll just say again, this is for the Page really Master, 1994. Yeah, it's, it's interesting the way that they build that uh, during their opening credits. So I've never really seen it done quite that way before, but maybe it's just because there's such a significant amount of mm-hmm. animation in the film that you have to break it up that way. Yeah. It, it, it really almost feels like a showcase for animation more than anything. Like really when, yeah. you, when you break it down. Yeah. And they just bookend it with like barely anything that happens in the live action. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Abby, I was going to say the same thing. They book, they literally just use the live action as bookends for the movie. Um, and it's the kind sc- of appropriate. It is. Yeah. 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 Uh, screenplay by David <laughs> Kasky, David uh, Kirshner, uh, and Ernie Contreras. Uh, let's see here. It stars banger cast everyone like truly all-star cast here we got yeah. macaulay culkin christopher lloyd Whoopi goldberg patrick stewart leonard nimoy frank welker ed begley jr and mel harris i mean and everyone up to frank welker is like pretty big big name you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh you got patrick stewart and leonard nimoy you got you got like Some two star iconic trek. star trek people in here which i have a i have a fun fact about that so okay okay um, this movie was released uh, November twenty third of nineteen ninety four. It has a runtime of seventy five minutes. It may be one of the shortest movies we've done, if not the shortest movie. It's the shortest movie we've done for sure. Uh, I feel sure. like up to the credits, it's literally an hour and eight minutes. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> so, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's really nothing. Like I don't know. Did you know that Hanna Barbera was one of the production companies for this? 
Uh-huh, I did not. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, kinda, I kind of see it. Uh, we also have a uh, multiple video game releases of the of this, uh, including a um, Sega Genesis version, a Super Nintendo version, a Game Boy version, and a PC version. Uh, the Sega mm. Genesis, Super Nintendo, and Game Boy versions are all the same type of game. They're all a platformer. Uh, like we played tonight on the on the pre-stream. Uh, but the PC version is like a point-and-click, not point-and-click, it's like a Dragon's Lair. Uh, if you've ever seen Dragon's mm-hmm. Lair where uh, a, a video plays out and then there's like a moment where you have to like press right or left or like press the action button is like a quick time event, you know? It's kind of like early quick time event stuff. Uh, and that's what the Page Master game for PC is like from what I looked at. Um, but this game did not score very well. And from what we saw tonight, it is not, it is not very good. It's a good reason for um, it, but the game did ship more than a hundred thousand copies. Well, yeah, at the time it's probably decent. Yeah. 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 That's also true. Um, let's see here. Uh, it was developed by probe soft software. Um, and it was, uh, published by Fox Interactive back when Fox published video games. Um, And the game, let's see, they all came out in November of 94, except for the PC version. And the movie came out, what was that? Uh, So the the games came out literally almost day and date. They came out a a day after the movie. Yeah, so they'd been planning it before the release really betting on it i mean and this was like this doesn't really happen that much anymore and it's kind of an interesting thing that we've all seen in our lifetimes of licensed video games like movie video games there was an era where so many video games or so many movies had a video game tied to them and that kind of doesn't happen anymore Mm -mm. you know what i mean like yeah you don't get like a moana video game you don't get you know, like a um, uh, a Minions video game. You know what I mean? Like it that doesn't happen the the way it used to. But like, if Minions came out in the '90s, there'd be a Minions game for the Super Nintendo. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. And I, I find that very interesting. Did, did, do y'all have any fond memories of licensed video games? Oh, the Aladdin one. The Aladdin one. Okay, mm-hmm. I remember playing that one being fun. Um. Alien. Alien, which one? The Sega Genesis. Oh, one? the Super Nintendo, the Super Nintendo one. one. Yeah, yeah, I that one's really fun. One, but yeah, what about you, Abby? Um, I feel like Star Wars definitely had had some. I played yeah a few of those. Um, Did you play the? I feel like a lot of people our age played the Xbox uh, Clone Wars game that was like packed yeah. in with Tetris. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I definitely mm-hmm. played that one. Yeah. Um, I'm having a hard time thinking of others, but I mean, definitely 007. Um, oh, Goldeneye. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I definitely played 007. That's, yeah, that's like gotta mention that one. I'm sure yeah. everyone mm-hmm. played that one. That's what's fascinating about licensed movie games and stuff is that. Um, hang on one second. Talk amongst yourselves. 
I think Men in Black had a game. Oh, I don't remember playing that. I I didn't really play it, but I I feel like I saw my brother play it. I definitely um, played the Matrix game when it came out. Um, I just played it whenever <laughs> they had the new one uh, that we played all together and then had a COVID scare uh-oh. immediately after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Forgot about that. Yeah. And it's funny, like, to see them go the other direction sometimes, you know, like Max Payne mm-hmm. getting made into a movie, uh, Prince of yeah. Persia, yeah, Resident Evil, mm-hmm. uh, Silent Hill, like all these, there's a big, big switch at a certain point, And then you just see like every game made into a movie. Yeah. They're running out of ideas, I guess. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, um, Maybe they like suddenly started trending again, you know? Yeah. Uh, we just started talking about how the the big switch of all of the video games now, like you know, twenty years ago, they started getting made into movies, like Max Payne and. Um, oh yeah, much. Uh, like, I would. I feel like it's much less successful in in reverse. You know what I mean? I've, well, I, yeah, like, you can't really. I mean, Resident Evil made a go of it. They have like a whole franchise, but and they're not good. They're not good. <laughs> no, they're critically not good. But they that for some first reason, one making them. I actually that, kinda, that first cool. one has a has a soft spot in my heart. But it's kind of cool. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, that again. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be a fun episode to do. Um, you got you want to hear some fun facts? You ready for that? Yeah. Oh, I still haven't told Bring you all him. the budget yet. Oh, right. Yeah. I was saving that for last. Uh, so this movie had a budget of $34 million. Damn. Wow. That's a yeah. hefty budget. That's way more than I thought. Yeah. Um, and the box office return, 13.7. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Pretty. It just didn't have the power of like bad. Lion King or something like that. You oh, know? no, mm-hmm. no, no. Yeah, it it was it's pretty rough, pretty rough goings for the page that's, master. Uh, that's pretty rough, pretty rough, yeah. Yeah. So that's the numbers for y'all. All right, let's hear a couple of fun facts. Uh, this movie is this plays right into the budget. Uh, it doesn't really de- explain the runtime, but this movie took almost three and a half years to complete. <laughs> wow. Damn. Like, I know it takes a while to do animation, but come the fuck on. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Do you think it was harder because they were trying to, you know, make some of the characters look like they're real-life people? Like, like obviously, uh, Richard and the librarian. I just think right, they're modeling them after... Yeah, Macaulay like, Culkin and, and I, uh, I don't know. I don't think that Chris I think Lloyd. it is just that's how long this type of animation takes mm-hmm. when it's all hand animated. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe it has to so. come. Maybe it comes down to the fact that it's not like Disney with a big in-house operation either. Screw that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's a that's long time. Crazy. Yeah. 
so Whoopi Goldberg and Sir Patrick Stewart recorded their dialogue together. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. Funny. They're just like trying to play off of each other, have a good time. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Lloyd's character, Mr. Dewey, is named after the Dewey Decimal System, a system of organizing books in a library. Uh, locations in the movie's fantastical book world are primarily based on three novels. The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, uh, Moby Dick, and Treasure Island. Uh, a little bit of Alice in Wonderland. I, I don't think the th that three years is that wild, based on what I'm looking at. Yeah. Seems like a long time to me. Like, what do I like, know? I wasn't making animated movies in There was like, between the first American tale and the second American tale, it was five years. Like the Five Will Goes West movie, you know? Yeah. Again, those are not yeah. done by a major... I don't, I don't know who that's animated a, that's those, Don. But. That's the Don... That's a Don Bluth. Right? Hmm. I don't know. No, no, sorry. I that's see those Spielberg. Uh, he produced them, yeah. Yeah, so that's Amblin Entertainment and Steven Spielberg. Kind of a smaller, yeah, it's kind of a smaller operation at the yeah. time. I mean, and that was ninety one, but like, but yeah, like the, these animated movies take years to animate. Like, I don't, mm. I don't think three years is that that wild. Okay. Uh, this movie He's featured cranking them out now. <laughs> yeah, they just crank it's them out, crank them. Now. Right, it's not all hand drawn. Yeah. Uh, this movie featured four regular cast members from various Star Trek television series, Sir Patrick Stewart, Leonard Nimoy, Whoopi Goldberg, and Robert Picardo. As well as this movie featuring four Star Wars regulars, it also featured two cast members who have Star Trek connections. Christopher Lloyd, who played Klingon Commander Krug in Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, and Ed Bigley Jr., who played Henry Starling in two episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Wow. Uh, so a lot of Star Trek running through this one. That's wild. Yeah. There's even more than I than I knew. That's cool. Yeah, same. Yeah, I remember watching all those early uh, Star Trek Next Generations with Whoopi Goldberg. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Producer David Kirshner lost a story and screenplay credit in WGA arbitration. Whatever that means. I don't know. Uh. There are two versions of the book adapted from the movie, a full-length novelization and a shorter junior novelization, <laughs> which I can't imagine either of those books are very long. Yeah. Uh, this is one of two animated movies Whoopi Goldberg voiced in 1994, the other being The Lion King. Yeah. When Richard first enters the library, Mr. Dewey incorrectly guesses that Richard has come for a book. In Back to the Future, Doc Brown, also played by Lloyd, incorrectly guesses with a mind-reading device that Marty wants Doc to make a donation. Hmm. So maybe a little, somebody's ripping some shit off. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, that's a lot of other stuff about Different actors, this is their first time doing voice acting. Whoopi Goldberg, Sir Patrick Stewart, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, uh, we got, that's pretty much it. We got some input from the chat here. Uh, Harbinger says, uh, every video game movie is and will be dog shit. Can't change my mind. 
I wish companies cared as much as their fans. <laughs> and the last message is uh, Halo TV show had a budget of $90 million an episode. And the fans created multiple short films with teams consisting of one to ten people, uh, nonprofit, and got better reviews than the yeah. ninety million wow. episodes. Holy shit! Throwing yeah, they, they got really mad. Uh, a lot of people got mad because, like, like the Halo TV show has Master Chief as the main character, but like, mm-hmm. Master Chief like isn't in the suit most of the time, which is like. But no one knows, like, literally in all the games, Master Chief is in the suit the entire time. So no one recognizes, yeah. like, the actor as Master Chief. It's like, right. They Mrs. couldn't pull the a Mandalorian point. on, on the made it Halo movie. Yeah. Or Halo TV show. Oh, my God. There is, I mean, at one point in time, Peter Jackson was going to make a Halo movie. Like years and years ago. Wow. Like it's yeah. to me, it's not a theatrical property in that way. But no, I don't know. No. I played. I played a lot of Halo. I just can't imagine. Like I played so much Halo. <laughs> yeah. There's. Uh, let's see. It's not Chief. His name is John Halo from Reach City on Reach. <laughs> the armor was off for eighty percent of season one. Harbinger. Wow, that's so much. More effects. I could rant for hours on everything wrong with it. Says Harbinger. Well, there you go. I saw a trailer for it. It didn't look very good, but yeah, mm-hmm. it like it, for ninety million dollars an episode, it should it, the trailer should at least trick you. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a fat it should at least trick you, right? Oh, like you know how trailer will f- fully trick you into watching like at least some of a movie or TV yeah, show. And yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah. Okay, somebody is definitely doing their job <laughs> in the trailer department, like. This is nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I, I just never like I don't think any Halo th- like property other than a video game would ever get me interested in, in watching it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, digress. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the plot of Page all Master right, right. riveting. Let's, let's, okay. let's run up this plot hill. Yeah. Make a deal with the page master. Make a deal with the page master. So we have pessimistic 10-year-old Richard Tyler um, who lives life <laughs> based on statistics and fears. <laughs> he fears everything. Um. His exasperated parents have tried multiple ways to kind of build up his courage with little success. Um, And then Richard is sent to buy a bag of nails for building a treehouse for him. After, like, Um, knocking his dad out of the (laughs) the treehouse. Yeah. Well, you gotta have some bit of comedy in that first His dad just wanted him to get out of his hair. That that, (laughs) that actor that plays the dad is... Ed Begley. Yeah, he's in... Ed Begley Jr. uh, He's a big character in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh. Right? He's a very funny, very classic uh, actor from the 70s on. Yeah. Um, But I thought this was brave of of the kid to go, like, even get on his crazy-ass bike, which was cool. I like his bike. Yeah. I thought it was brave of him just to get on the bike and ride. I was like, that's at least something, even if he's, you know, kind of uh, tentative about wanting to do it. Seeing the bike unlocked, like, memories in my head. 
for me. Mm. Yeah. Like that scene of the bike, like going through the tunnel and stuff. And I was just like, it was like, oh, yep. I definitely watched this as a very young child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's definitely so many moments that like really hit home in that way yeah. and, you know, bring back that nostalgia. But, um, so like Richard gets caught in a really bad thunderstorm and takes shelter in a library. He's the only one in this library. He meets Mr. Dewey, an eccentric librarian slash custodian, who just insists that he is in need of a special book and gives him a library card, despite Richard kind of protesting this. And, um, you know, Richard goes searching for a phone and finds, like, a large rotunda painted with many famous literary characters very much like um the Sistine Chapel vibes mm-hmm. um yeah he you know he's soaking wet from the storm and he slips on some water dripping from his coat and he falls over and kind of knocks himself out unconscious but he I mean, literally is a whole thing but up until that point is like don't get brain damage it's like everything yeah. he's, he's saying and his dad yeah. saying is like wrong with him is like he's so scared of hitting his head yeah um but he does it <laughs> and he knocks himself out and he wakes up to find this like rotunda art melting um which washes over him and the library turning everything into illustrations. But he, I guess he says first, like, he's like, I'm a cartoon. And Mm -hmm. the page master who meets him, he's like, no, you're an illustration. (laughs) Um, They've they've made this cartoon highbrow in that very moment. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, he's met by the page master, who is the mythical keeper of books and guardian of the written word. Sounds much better than a librarian. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like wearing this very like wizard outfit. Um, and Richard is asking for directions to the exit. So the page master, basically he like, he, he kind of like, like fl- flings him on a book cart. And, you know, he goes through the fiction section and he, like, runs into a a phone booth. And as he's, you know, flying on this cart, the page master says that he's going to have three tests. Horror, adventure, and fantasy. So, yeah, he crashes into the phone booth and right away meets Adventure, this, like, anthropomorphic, swashbuckling, pirate-like book. Mm-hmm. Um, and Richard is just... Oh. It's before Tom Clancy got his hands on the Adventure section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was getting a phone call. I had to decline oh, it's it. all good. Um, but, uh... Yeah, Richard is concerned about finding the exit and Adventure is like, oh, like, why don't you check me out? Like, you know, get me out of here. And he's like, I'll help you find the exit. 
So uh, they kind of become friends, and Richard agrees to check him out with his new library card. And um, there's like a moment where Adventure wants uh, Richard to like climb up on a ladder, and he's like, "I'm afraid of heights." So he literally just opens a book with a giant squid that like shoots out of it, and there's water everywhere. So like Richard is, like, climbing this ladder and has to jump across to another bookshelf, but, like, is kind of falling and uh, ends up grabbing a book named Fantasy, who is yet another anthropomorphic, um, sassy but caring fairy tale book. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. And the first one Um, was Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Um, And... Uh, yeah, she kind of introduces herself. Um, they are, you know, looking for the exit, but this book gets opened. It's the Hounds of Baskerville. Um, and there's like a very terrifying dog released from the book that kind of chases them into the horror section of the library, which is like, you know, pretty spooky looking. And they end up on the doorstep of, like, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Um, and this is where they meet and befriend Horror, a fearful hunchback with a misshapen spine. Um, Which, like, voiced by, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say his voice by Frank Welker, who did mm. uh, Transformers. I think he's Megatron. Oh. In the, uh, in the, like, original... Animated series, yeah. Huh. Frank Welker, he he's done a lot of stuff. Was that that voice? Yeah. I was like, stuff, oh yeah. my god, I've heard that voice like so many places. Yeah, uh, all, th- all sorts of shit. I think he. Uh, let's see here. I think he did. Um, he did some Scooby Doo stuff. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. He did uh Dr. Claw and Inspector Gadget. Yeah, he did. For sure, yeah. Yeah. The Claw. <laughs> uh so uh, you were saying about horror. Yeah, so he's got his three book friends now. Um, and they you know, he he kind of tells them all that he's gonna check them out if they help him find the exit. And you know, they they encounter several classic fictional characters. You know, they meet Dr. Jekyll, who turns into Mr. Hyde and kind of drives them out into these, like, open waters in the land of adventure. Um, but then there's, like, Moby Dick shows up and attacks following the whale's battle with Captain Ahab and uh, um, you know Richard and Adventure are together and separated from uh, fantasy and horror but uh, they um, yeah Richard and Adventure are shipwrecked and picked up by Long John Silver and his crew there aboard the the Hispaniola. Um, And, yeah, the pirates go to Treasure Island 
And they don't find any treasure except for, like, one gold coin that nearly causes mutiny between the captain and his crew. And fantasy and horror return and defeat the pirates. Um, Long John Silver attempts to convince Richard to leave with him, but uh, fantasy is, like, telling Richard to grab the sword, and he, you know, grabs the sword and threatens Long John Silver, and then he surrenders. And then they, you know, mosey on to the fantasy section, where Richard, he sees the exit sign on top of a mountain in the distance, but, um... You know, they go into a cave and, you know, mostly due to adventurers kind of bumbling around, they awake a dormant dragon. So this cave they walked in was literally the mouth of a dragon. Um, and then, excuse me, um, fantasy brings to life a magic carpet from one of her pages Um to attempt to fly all of them to the exit, but then the dragon is blowing fire and it gets burned up and they crash land at the bottom of this mountain. Richard climbs the mountain and reaches the exit, but realizes his companions are at the bottom of the mountain hiding from the dragon. So, um, there's this moment. This is what I, you know, that what really caught my attention that I didn't remember before adventure and fantasy share a kiss, but then she like smacks him away. And here's what I noticed for like a split second adventure went tongue first to kissing her. And then he whisked it like kind of zoomed out and you just see this little, this little nook they're crammed in. Yep. And he whispers, he's like, how would you like to curl up with a good book? And yep. then she, like, smacks him away and comes out, like, literally pulling up her pantyhose. Yeah, yeah like, pulling and, up her underwear. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, what? Yep. Like, I don't remember that yep. shit at all. <laughs> like, it's Some like. Raunch. Yeah, I was like, this. Seems like they, they threw that in there for all the parents that are taking their kids to watch this type mm. of shit. Which is like, is uh, that is that really what you want to see as a parent? I don't think, I don't no. know. Like, yeah. No, this movie's rated G. You know, like, it, it was like, I think wildly inappropriate um, yeah. to take it that far, you know, but... Uh, I agree. Anyways, Richard, he... um. As he's climbing up the mountain, he does see, like, a dead knight and, like, sword and everything. So, I guess he, like, puts this, like, armor on and gets a sword and a shield and he's trying to fight the dragon. Um, but the dragon swallows him. Richard finds books in the dragon's stomach and uses Jack and the Beanstalk to grow a beanstalk and escape out of the dragon's mouth. And um, the beanstalk continues to grow, and he and the books climb the beanstalk to reach the exit. And then they enter this large, dark room where the page master is awaiting them. And uh, this was way earlier in the movie, but I wanted to bring it up before we get to the end. Uh, okay. Uh, there's like a moment when he's like going up a set of stairs, Richard's going up a set of stairs, and there's like all these books. 
and one of them says The Shining. Yeah. So, oh yeah. 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 There's like a bunch of moments like that where yeah. you see, you know, references. Yeah. 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 This, um, like, I mean, it really is just books. like a bunch of literary references. Like, that's what this whole movie yeah. is. Yeah. Mm hmm. And like, um, I, I do really like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like, I, I do yeah. like that, that, that story a lot. Even the original one, I think, is pretty good. Mm hmm. I agree. Um, I I almost even wonder if this movie was like kind of like a push to like make kids interested in reading or something. You that's know? what yeah, Michael yeah, said, sure. right? That's what you said earlier. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting okay. because the you know the Richard the character the main character he already really likes to read. Obviously, he has all these factoids and stuff. So it's like I thought it'd be more effective if sort of like a kid played video games a lot or like was into something else and like didn't really see the value in reading and then learned it through this adventure. Mm -hmm. But yeah. the message is still there. That's definitely what the movie is for. It's like read a book because there's so much like adventure and, and fantasy and imagination in literature. Yeah. No, I yeah. mean like I get that for sure. But it's, reading wasn't this kid's problem. He yeah, just, it's yeah. like it's like that when I watch the movie, I just don't think about reading. You know, it's like there's no reading happening. They're yeah. opening up books and shit pops out of it. Yeah. It. <laughs> it, it's like it is I, it's giving kids the wrong idea in a way. It's like yeah. Uh, yeah. reading's gonna be way more exciting than you think. <laughs> but it's just, not, it's, it's just it's just in your brain. It's not that exciting. If you read a book, you yeah. if you go to the library, you get to meet Christopher Lloyd. That would right. be sick. That'd be dope. Right. Libraries yeah, are awesome, so, though. They are yeah. awesome. I love libraries. Now you can, like, check out movies. Like... Video games. Yeah. yeah, I used to go in there all yeah, the time. Just get games. graphic novels and, and movies. And, and and you can do books. it online now. You can, like, get a library card and access libraries online and shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very Pretty true. Cool. I've been meaning to renew my library card and check out some books i just don't i don't know i it, it seems like a better idea than buying books because once sure. i read a book i don't really revisit it and if i do it's like i might read a book like two or three times total and then i'm never gonna touch it again you know so it's like you know why not just check them out return them you don't have to have them on your hands you yeah. Know. Yeah. No, totally. Um anyways, back to the story. So they reunite with the page master. They're in this like big dark room and Richard accuses the page master of causing the horrors that he suffered, but the page master reveals this journey was intended to make Richard face his fears. Um as he's saying all this, Dr. Jekyll, Captain Ahab, Long John Silver, and the dragon kind of reappear in this magical twister and congratulate him. Um, the page master swoops Richard and the books into the twister and it sends them back into the real world. Or I should say, like, back into, like, a live-action movie. Um... And then Richard awakens and finds adventure, fantasy, and horror, you know, obviously just as books, um, lying next to him. And then Mr. Dewey finds him. And even though the library policy 
only allows a person to check out two books at a time, he, you know, um, lets him check out all three books just this once. Yeah, because um, that library is getting so much business. Right. Anyway. Um, it's like the biggest and coolest looking library so I've cool ever looking, seen. Yeah. I tried like, to I tried to Google to see if it was filmed in a real library, but I, I couldn't find anything. Mm. Yeah. Um so Richard makes his way home as a braver boy and he jumps off a construction ramp with his bike and he gets home before his parents do. It almost seems like his parents were out looking for him, but they find him asleep in his new treehouse with his books. <laughs> and then they take his glasses, go <laughs> they inside. They totally steal his glasses and they go inside to, to screw. That's exactly what happened. Um, and then we yep. hear the voices of the books and see shadows of their like animated selves in the light of the treehouse. And then Adventure is like kind of suggesting that he wants a kiss and then Horror kisses him. And then the credits roll. And that is the page master, folks. Yep. What a subpar <laughs> movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's the page master. Let's get right into the reviews. Uh, Daly, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I think this movie is, like I said earlier, pretty empty, you know, like it, it rests, uh, a lot on pre-existing narratives and stuff like that and doesn't really do much for itself. And outside of having pretty, pretty impressive animation for the most part, like I do, I do think the animation is good. Uh, I, I, I don't think this movie has a lot going for it. So uh, I think I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to okay. give it a five out of ten. Because I think half of this movie is pretty good. I think the animation's really good. Like like that dragon at the end is like pretty sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it is. Yeah. The dragon's pretty good. The way the p stuff pops out of the books is pretty cool. You know, and like, it is pretty inoffensive for the most part. You know what I mean? As well. It's not like mm. horribly offensive going back to it. And for that, I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to give it a five. I think half of it's good, half of it's bad. Uh, and the half that's good is the animation, the visuals. The half that's bad is the plot and everything else going on. I guess the acting's fine. I didn't really ever question the acting. But I don't think the writing's that good. So it's like, you know, if the writing's not good, then what is the acting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, it, it, right. it, it unlocked some memories for me and I'm happy I revisited it. Um, and got to check out this awful video game too. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I love right playing on. bad video games. All right, Abby, what do you think of it? I think had this movie not had an all-star cast, it would have done way worse. <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. also, like, as a kid, if I was rating this movie, I probably would have said 10 out of 10. 
No, <laughs> I think I'm at a six out of ten. Is what okay. I'll say. Like, um, uh, yeah, it's like it's not that great. It is. I will say, like, it's a pretty easy watch. It's very short. There's not a lot going on. I was very distracted with my phone, and I, you know, reminded <laughs> myself I need to watch this movie, pay attention. But it's, you know, not a good sign yeah, <laughs> when no, a movie does that to you. Um, but yeah, I think the animation is pretty decent um, for the time, and you know, for the visuals. Like, I mean, the kid looks like Macaulay Culkin. I don't know. Yeah. Um. The page master looked kind of like Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, I just, I don't think it would have done as well, like had, had there been, you know, a different cast. I, uh, I don't feel as strongly about this movie as I did. And I feel like the only reason I, you know, even, feel like it deserves a six out of 10 is because of just like so many good memories of watching it in the past, I think are kind of influencing. Like that makes I, total I, sense. Yeah. Like I need to go easy on it, you know, like, I don't know. I, um, it's, oh. it's so, it's so predictable. Yeah. You yeah. know, like they, they set up the whole story in the first 10 minutes of the movie like that you already know everything that's going to happen pretty much but um yeah i don't know i um uh, i liked all the references of like classic books and you know of of fiction and non-fiction and actually i feel like it's all fiction um mm -hmm. yeah know. yeah i think it is all fiction yeah uh I don't know. It definitely didn't make me want to read more as a kid. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's my review. I wish I had more to say about it, really. It's kind of, it's hard to it's say like, much. Like, I, yeah. it's, it's pretty, just kind of nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, I get, uh, I'll say I get, like, the, where you're coming from with the nostalgia. That totally is going to play into any movie that, that had an impact like that for me, too. Uh, it's hard to separate. It's hard to like, because it, if it yeah. has an impact on you at that age, then it had some magic at that time for you. Uh, you know, even if it's harder to find as you're yeah, an adult. Yeah, I would get so excited to watch it. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Um, yeah, what did you think? I'm curious to hear. Well, I'm going to be a lot harder on it <laughs> because... <laughs> I, I hadn't seen it since I was literally like 11, 10 or 11 years old or whatever. Uh, and seeing it again, it was just like kind of annoying. Uh, but like I will say up front that I really liked uh, the subtext that I got out of it because it was <laughs> it was like they they truly steal his glasses at the end. So that's like I, I, I really I love how whoever the fuck put that in there. I really like that part. <laughs> Michael's like, like even all if they about that. Even if they weren't going inside to fuck, like that's just mean. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they just they, yeah. they the guy's wearing glasses the whole movie. Like he needs them, you know. Yeah, 
probably, yeah. it probably, you know, it rained all fucking night. Right. He's going to fall out of the treehouse and land in some mud. Like, right. <laughs> he won't be able to see shit. And then you the, the, go inside and see his parents like having sex and get traumatized. Or, yeah. or not see it because he, he doesn't. Right. Have he'll see blurry. Yeah. Uh, and his yeah. parents going to come out and see him like in the mud and just laugh at him. Right. Because they're already really mean. They just don't yeah. like him. They're like, it's so funny in the beginning of the movie that his dad's just like, I try to like that kid, but I'm just like, I'm running out of shit. To, I'm running out of ways to like him. It's, it's, it truly is what the movie I should is. win yeah. dad of the year, but I, I just can't anymore with this fucking kid. He's so, he's so forlorn about like the, the, the son that he got. But, so, it's like Stuart uh, Little's parents liked him more. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, oh, what do we, dude? Stuart Little, talk about a movie I've seen about a dozen times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like you know it's a fine setup for a movie where it's like the kid goes and then immediately gets like sucked into this other world. You know, that's kind of a basic thing. There's no reason that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just sort of like. <laughs> <laughs> there's not really any reason for it like i don't know it i guess it does make him braver going on these adventures but the the whole the whole thing feels concepty to me it's like in a way that other animated films don't it's like somebody thought of page master before they thought of anything else and that yep. reflects in the fact that there really isn't a narrative happening because they just borrow you get you literally spend the entire movie once it's, it gets animated, spending five minutes at a time in each of these different yep. novels, right? Yep. And mm. and even then, they really don't have any consequences. You're just kind of getting like it's just a, it's a way it's to a transition to the next yeah, thing. Yeah, it's just it's literally yeah, yeah, it's just a vehicle to the next transition point. Yeah, I would like to have seen more time spent with uh, Jekyll and Hyde. You know, like. Where Jekyll uh, gets in, like, like either get Jekyll in, like in their story or get Richard in the books in his story a little bit more. Yeah, instead like, of just like, hitting the like climax have, moment. Like have Richard turn into Jekyll, right? You know a Jekyll I mean? version of Richard, yeah, or like, a Jekyll version of adventure or fantasy or whatever. Yeah, like the, um, they have no the the stories they go into have no impact on the characters except for being a reference. And and then at the end of the day, like I don't give a shit about Moby Dick. Like trying to get a kid oh my to care God. about Moby Dick. Jesus Christ! I, I hated I that in school. They try to get you to care about Moby Dick. Who gives a fuck about Moby yeah. Dick? It's so. It's, Pick any ugh. other book, like any other book. Like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde is like a great one to start with. That's like, a cool one. That's yeah. a cool one. Like that one holds up. And what was the the second one was? Uh, um, like, oh god, what was the second one? It was like um, Adventure Island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The, know, the Blackbeard. You know, maybe this, yeah, or uh, Long John yeah. Silver. Long John, Long John Silver. Silver. Right, right, maybe yeah. this movie could have benefited from being longer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because at and least that, then, that might be the only time I'll say that ever. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it would have had some more like narrative meat on its bones, and and felt like there was more of a there there to it if it were longer, and you got to spend just a little bit more time in each of these these like stories because they're so ubiquitous then why can't we see an interplay between those characters and the characters that we've like gone through the story with instead we just end up getting like 
they basically just pass a billboard for each of the books. Yeah. Is what it yeah. feels like. Yeah. It's like, yeah. 1000%. I, I, I uh, think that even if you picked one of those stories and just went deep into that. Yeah, you know, that would be fun. Like that and, would be better. You know, that might make a kid want to read that specific book. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, what I was going to say is that I think at the end of the day, like the message is good as like very, very basic, very base level messages. Reading is fun and can unlock your imagination. That's a good message. But yeah. the movie doesn't do a good job of no. like, conveying that message. I, I think you, um, yeah. you, you cut out all the parent stuff and just start with Macaulay Culkin in the library. Yeah, why not? And have um, him like fall asleep in a book or some shit. You know what I mean? That's and just then, to, like you're treading on. It's, 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 it's trying to rip too much from never ending story and all these different things. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I think they were afraid to be. Uh, I think that's a perfectly good idea. Just have have a kid at the library who's just sort of like maybe bored that he has to read this certain book or something for, for school. And then he finds all these other really interesting books yeah. through going on this adventure with the page master or something. I don't know. Yeah. And like, just because um, a kid is like into books doesn't mean they're going to be like anxious about like ladders and whatnot, you know, like that's like mm -hmm. two separate things. <laughs> so it's like silly to like play to that demographic. I don't know. It's like to make that the crux of the movie of like, the bravery thing is just right. like the kid's precocious and intelligent, but he is like too neurotic, you know, it's, it's silly. It's, it's, it's just silly. Yeah. I mean, it, like the end of the day, I really, I, the animation is cool. I feel like it's a style that you, like, it doesn't feel cookie cutter, like a Disney thing. It doesn't yeah. feel like, uh, you know, it doesn't really repeat something that's been heavily done before. It does have its own, thing going on and they do a, a pretty good job of like you know making a character that Whoopi Goldberg voicing makes sense and like a Patrick Stewart voicing makes sense like they oh. marry the casting well to the animation also like like you know the end of the movie where they're like trying to get up to the to like they're like climbing that that structure you know and like getting yeah. up higher and higher like at the end of it uh Whoopi Goldberg's like fantasy just flies up you know what I mean? Like fantasy could have done that the entire time. Yeah. Like it, it's just so strange. Like they're all struggling to get up and then fantasy just flies up there. It's like, <laughs> it makes it all seem like yeah. so insignificant. Yeah. Well, it's like Lord of the Rings, you know, they could have just flown one of those birds over and dropped uh, the ring yeah. in the, mm -hmm. into Mordor. Yeah. But they could anyway. have dropped the ring, ring off, you know, you know, then you don't get a long story out of it. <laughs> No. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I feel like you know, good cast uh, and good animation. The story was like horrible. Um, I liked how horrible his how terrible his parents were. I really like that part. Uh, yeah, it's really funny. I feel like yeah, that to me is the best part of the movie. But it's like not really. <laughs> it's not intentional, you know. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, so all that said, like. Uh, I did like it as a kid. I, I'm going to give it a five as well. Cool. And so that's like what? 5.5? 5.25? You got my calculator up. Okay. Either way, 
It's not a math podcast. That's it's nineteen a calcul- it's a calculator podcast. <laughs> That's five point three 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 three. Repeating. Right, that sounds three, about three. right. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, five VHS tapes and almost a cassette tape. Almost Dewey a cassette decimal. tape. It's a almost, decimal. almost. Yeah, I guess if a cassette tape is half, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, a cassette tape. It's just like, like a single. Yes, exactly. It's like a single. Yeah, it's it's five VHS tapes in a single. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All right, that was the page master. Um, now what's up? Yeah, what is up? We didn't pick a what's up segment. Um, That's okay. I was going to talk about men, but Abby hasn't seen that, so I've seen men. Oh, I haven't. Yeah. We'll save you can it. Talk about it. Just don't have any spoilers. No, I can't. Talk I, you have to spoil it. It's <laughs> one of those movies. I feel like I feel like I've read so many reviews about it. I almost have an opinion about it without even fucking seeing it. You know, like. Well, I mean, I have lots of opinions about it. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'll leave it to you because I, I don't necessarily I don't like for things to be spoiled. But you don't necessarily care the same way that I do. Yeah. But we could talk well, about a lot of other things as well. So, what if I watch it before next week, and then we can talk about it in our WhatsApp? Sure. Okay. Uh, if you want, that's not a piece of homework that I will personally assign you because uh, I don't think you should. But it, unless saying, you're an try. Alex, unless you're a fan of Alex Garland, then I would say which I am. You should watch am. it. Yeah. I was a big. Well, I'm a big Alex Garland fan, so I was very excited to go see that movie. Yeah. Um. I definitely, I definitely want to see it. I've been planning to see it. It just hasn't been a priority of mine because I, um, I don't know, mostly because of shit I've read about it. Yeah, so. I'll say if you get around okay. to it, then we'll talk about it because I do have some things to say about it. I know Daly really liked it, so I was kind of hoping just to, uh, you know, bounce some some things back and forward about it. Uh, but mm-hmm. we'll wait till you've seen it, uh, or we'll just talk about it uh, when oh, that, you know, whatever. Well, y'all yeah. need to see everything everywhere. I know. I, I did. Know. So I did, excited. Abby. Okay, okay. Oh, my God, Daily. Now you have to wait on me. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I, am, I know. I'm still excited to see that. Though. I truly am. I'm, I, the, the, top, the top two movies I want to see right now are that one and Nope. Um, nope. Yeah. Nope is so And then so to good. a lesser extent, I want to see the new Thor movie. But that's just because I really liked Ragnarok. That's but on yeah, Disney I, Plus already, I think. Is it really? I think it. it, it or, maybe. Oh. I think so. Cool. Well, I'll check it out as soon as I can. But uh, yeah, I uh, maybe I'll see Nope this weekend. I'm not sure quite how that's going to work, but uh, I'll see if I can go check it out. Uh, everyone that I've talked to likes it, so I'm excited to see it. And uh, yeah. I've been watching hella Key and Peele lately, just for no good reason. <laughs> it's so. Oh my god, that yeah. show is so good. The the. Been... Oh, I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead, sorry. Abby. I'm just gonna say I've been watching the new season of. Uh, Killing Eve, and also oh, the cool. new season of What We Do in the Shadows. Same. Yeah, I've been watching that Same. too. I, yep. I really Same. dig it. Yeah. You, do, do y'all like? Uh, okay, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about what we do yeah, in the shadows. Well, I, then I think I'm more or less caught up, except for the last episode. But do y'all like uh, the Colin, Colin Robinson no, yeah, direction? Yeah, it's so. Have y'all gotten to the tap dancing bit? Yeah. 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 Oh my god, <laughs> I love. Um, What's his name's interaction with him? Uh, Matt Berry? 
Matt Barry. Yeah, it's like because yeah. he he Lazlo. like cares. <laughs> Lazlo really cares, yeah. and he's trying so hard because <laughs> so it's complete self interest. He only yeah. wants. He just really wants him not to be Colin Robinson. <laughs> he wants yeah. him to be not boring so bad that he's like taking also, an active interest in his life. I also love that Guillermo feels like his parent. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Oh like, my he's God, like, yeah. he's like, nobody is watching out for this kid. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to. <laughs> I love just, I love oh, when ahead, uh, <laughs> Matt Berry makes him give him the book. Like when they're yeah. when they're rehearsing. <laughs> And he sort of ruins it for him by yeah. showing him what fairies yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. Just so he can read him. Uh, what was it? He's reading him. He no, reads him. Uh, in Cold Blood. In the end of the episode, he's like, now, it, because of it, yeah, eventually Colin Robinson, like the, the new Colin Robinson's like, fine. Like, you know, like I'll, I'll, I, I want to hear one of the, the real stories. And he's like, this is one of my favorites. And it's in true in, in Cold Blood. It's so funny. Oh my God. I really love how that show just continues to expand. Like having the night market was really fun. They just continue to Dude. do these cool oh. exploratory things within their world. And yeah, it's they, just really so funny. They really needed, yeah. they really needed to pick then, it like, up. Like nightclub. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> the, this season, they needed to do something. They needed to make it unique, you know, again, you know what I mean? Yeah, like this they season it. they recycled it or and, refreshed it. And and if they wouldn't have done that, if it would have been the same thing again, it wouldn't have been as good. But the fact that they're like I agree. Th- they changed it up so much. Like they it, got the mileage out of yeah. like the keeping it in the house and working around Long Island or Staten Island. Yeah. And the nightclub yeah. thing is so funny. Like I I love yeah. the nightclub bit. And having the wraiths and the wraiths yeah. pulling out the cards. <laughs> like like, oh my god, that got me so many times. Uh, yeah. It was really good. Yeah. I, I, I think that the casting is really good in that show and it's just Yeah, it was it cool to see Fred Armiston show be, up and <laughs> and they just kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like not very. It's not precious at all. It's just like he's there and he's gone. You know. Yeah. Well, I feel like yeah. you know Fred Armisen's gonna die when he shows up in a show. Right. I loved him in uh, in Last Man on Earth. <laughs> yeah. And and what we uh, um, sorry, not what we do in the shows, but uh, our flag means death. Yeah. 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 Like, he just comes, he's like, has this brief moment. Oh, it's so good. They kept him in that show longer than I thought. Yeah. He's there for a minute. Yeah. And then when they Uh, kill him, I'm like, oh, okay. They finally killed him. Like, speaking of Last Man on Earth, I really love Kristen Schaal in anything. And, and, uh, and her in this show is just so funny. I have a really funny story, really quick about the Last Man on Earth. So, When uh, Will Forte was writing the show, it hadn't even been released yet, he actually came to Nashville and dined at City House. Okay. I remember City House. And the owner of City House, his name is Tandy. (laughs) (gasps) And Tandy, no, I'm dead serious. Tandy comes out and introduces himself and meets him. And all of a sudden, in the fucking show, it's Tandy. <laughs> his he's nicknamed Tandy, and I'm like, there's I can't think no. of anyone else like with the name Tandy. Like, like he there's I'm just I'm certain pulled it right he out of real took life. his name from real life. That's yeah. amazing. Have you Isn't seen that show, Daily? Yeah. Last Man on Earth. 
Yeah. Oh my god, I am like so such good. a big. I was so upset when the show didn't continue. I know. Yeah, I was so I invested. I was so invested. Like Kristen mm-hmm. Wiig in that last season when she's in the bunker with like the dog. Like yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I was so upset that that show did not continue. Yeah, it was really truly funny and brilliant. And I I needed closure on that show. Yeah, like I really I don't think and that any last show... season really gave more questions and answers. It was like really kind of about the you know do something wild. With all those people coming out of the bunker at the end. Yeah, yeah, I know. I really... It's, it's uh, I just I wanted more. I I re- I was so upset that Brooklyn Nine Nine got picked up and that show didn't. Because they yeah. both got yeah. canceled like at the same time on Fox mm-hmm. and NBC picked up Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but like no one picked up Last Man on Earth and it so just sad. it just died. Oh, say lovey. Yeah, I, that show has has such a crazy arc and like you the the way it makes you feel about the characters in, in a comedy uh. is like so different. It, it's, and one of it's, the most amazing main character turns you truly oh my like, god yeah he's so yeah. annoying and hateable and like despicable and yeah. and he just has this amazing turn yeah and becomes so sweet and annoying <laughs> i think that yeah for me that is um uh that actor what's his what's his name again will forte w- w- that's will forte's like greatest it's his masterpiece yeah, it's his it's masterpiece so like and like because i know he created the show too and yeah. like had a big part uh, in the, in uh, like along the with development, the but lord and miller okay uh i to this day if i pick up an acoustic guitar yeah. and i tune it i can't help but like just start beating on it yeah like <laughs> like, I, I, like tandy i have yeah. seen a little bitty baby <laughs> sitting yeah. right on your face <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny i really need to credit abby black for that story also oh cool Um, cool. i love that yeah i can't wait to tell that to twins i love that yeah yeah of course um i thought it blew my fucking mind i was like there's no way that's exactly where it had to have come from there what's the restaurant called again City House. City, City House. Okay. It's very good. I feel like they have a lot of like pizza, like, but okay. it's like very gourmet and, and high end. Laura um, worked there for like a hot minute. So, yeah, they're like adjacent to um, Henrietta Red. Okay. Um, yeah, but both really good places. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, that's our What's Up segment, I think. Um, if you haven't seen, Last Man on Earth, go and do it, and you will be sad, but you'll be so happy until you're sad. Yeah, uh, I still think it's worth watching. It, oh, it's yeah, so it worth is. watching. It's, it's, it's worth watching. It's so good. You it's don't... four seasons of bliss. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so emotional. I think it's been long enough that I could rewatch it and like get some more good entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about revisiting yeah. it too. It's been like maybe two years since I've seen it, so we've got plenty of runtime left. We're, we're we're pretty short on this episode, so I do want to bring up another TV show uh, that I've that I really like that I don't feel like I don't feel like anyone talks about last man on earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And another show I really like is uh superstore. Have y'all ever watched? No, superstore? I haven't seen that. No, no. it was this, it, it, and like, it actually has like an ending and like, 
so it's a it's a sitcom that takes place in it's a single camera sitcom that takes place in uh like a Walmart essentially but it's called super like the store is called Superstore and uh it's got America Ferrera and she ends up becoming like the showrunner like later in this in the series and uh it's it's just this really if you've ever worked in retail in a retail environment like that and like, I feel like, especially if you worked at McKay's, like it kind of like feels like that in a, in a lot of ways. And um, it's really, I think, underrated. I think it's really funny, and uh, it's a really, if you want a modern sitcom to watch, I think that's a a pretty good one. And it's like five um. seasons, and some of the like the last seasons take were happening during the pandemic. And they actually like incorporate the pandemic into the into the show in a pretty uh, smart way, and and it, it's just really fun and e- easy to watch. Nice. Okay. And I, I just what are you watching it. on? It's on Hulu. Okay, sick. Yeah, I'll check it out. How many seasons? I think like five. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. it ends like it has like a like a. A definitive ending and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty good. Have y'all seen the show Hacks? Oh yeah. We, uh oh, it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like um what's the comedian that it's kind of based on? It, I don't what's know who it's based on. It's it's kind of based on like uh oh god, what is her fucking name? I can't remember. Old school uh female comedian. <sighs> Let me look it up. That's a really good show, though. It's uh, it really yeah. like it balances like this. It balances like the old school way of thinking and the modern world in a in a way. It's challenging to this old comedian and Joan like, Rivers. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like what it's loosely based on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I watched like the first two episodes of that and I never kept going with it, but I did think it was pretty good. I finished it out and I, you know, I don't know if they're going to make any more of it, but I feel like I think there's only two seasons and I felt like mm-hmm. it had a, a pretty good ending. But it was like, you know, it's a lot of like feeling like you hate this character, you know, Deborah Vance, but she's also like you know, teaching some valuable lessons to mm-hmm. this trick. And then it's like, just, they do eventually learn to like each other in, in a weird, unique way. But I, I thought it was pretty entertaining. Um, And then one more show I'm going to bring up real quick. Let's get it. Um, The Rehearsal. With Nathan <gasps> I've seen the first one. Oh it's my god! I've seen, I've seen the first three. Yeah, same. At least three episodes. Yeah, out, and like I'm all holy caught up on it. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's incredible. Yeah, like he's wild. Like also, like I gotta know the budget for the show, dude. <laughs> like, it's like it. That's part of the. That's why it's so funny. Is that yeah. he's just wasting so much money of yeah. this budget. Like it's. So like that bar, you know what I mean, Michael. We've all seen the we've all seen that first episode. That bar he recreates yeah. is like a real it's bar. So in in detailed. Uh, yeah, it's it's so funny. And like these podcasters, uh, Holden, the person that rated us earlier, like he was talking about like that. He he lived down the street from that bar, 
and like he yeah. would would go to that bar frequently and he's like yeah it was like exactly what that bar looked like I I just saw a Reddit thread. It says, any guesses as to what the budget is for the rehearsal? My guess is over $1 million per episode. And someone commented, they said, I heard it was $10 million, but there was a $9 million rebate available, payable by Nathan himself. <laughs> 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 Which is a That's reference good. to Nathan for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a real brilliant, like extrapolation of nathan for you it's because it's got yes. that same mm -hmm. it's got that same tone to it but because yeah. it's just nathan fielder's like tone but it's yeah. so like it's such a like twisty bendy little way that he uses that that mechanism that's like yeah i, I didn't know that like, that could ever really work again but it does so well and i've only seen the one episode so i can't imagine oh like, michael where it's gonna go oh, from michael. here but oh yeah michael. somebody I'm so else excited. Said Somebody else said the best part of any Nathan Fielder show is when he goes, oh, okay. After someone yeah. says the most insane yeah. thing you've yeah. ever heard in your life. <laughs> 88, 88, 88, 88. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think uh, what I'm starting to realize about the rehearsal is that it's actually about Nathan. Yeah. Like I think yeah. that's oh, for that's sure. where it's yeah. going is that it's it's for about sure. it's going to end up just being about Nathan. <laughs> I also just love that he uses Craigslist for everything. <laughs> for everything. For everything. <laughs> I love the guy in the first episode's like inability to he like won't throw the, <laughs> the trivia like he he just won't deal with yeah. the trivia Dude. being bad. Like <laughs> like how he like sets up people on their uh. walks to like say the trivia things <laughs> yeah. is so funny it's so fucking funny <sighs> i laugh yeah. so oh my god yeah i that show really i i don't think i've laughed like as hard as i've laughed at that show i love when while. he's confessing to the guy that he did at the end like yeah, and then yeah. it cuts to the actor. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, like, my God. Oh brilliant, my brilliant God. editing. Brilliant editing. So good. Yeah, the editing yeah. is like a huge part. Oh, my God. And then this isn't like a huge spoiler, but like in the second episode when Nathan like has a... He basically hires someone to do part of the production and then he like isn't happy with their performance and like confronts them. <laughs> You know, the dude has yeah. to, like, watch the monitor overnight, Abby. And he, yeah. like, doesn't stay awake. <laughs> yeah. It's like, He's like, this man said he was a night owl. Yeah. Fell asleep 15 minutes into his shift. Yeah. <laughs> like, this man planned to sleep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I love, like, the twists and turns. It's like, you don't, ex like, all of a sudden, it'll be like, oh, we're just going to, like, go into another part of this it's like simultaneously a behind the scenes show and like a yeah. social experiment at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's so just cool. incredibly brilliant. I also like episode two and three. It's kind of a two parter, yeah. but then they yeah. also introduce kind of a new episode yeah. in yeah. the third one too. Yeah. And they both kind of come to a completion. So it's like, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of funny that, that there is a little bit of overlap and I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah, I, I think that overlap is like really smart 
in a way. Yeah, like the way, I think it like, works. Because, like, you know, when you watch the first episode, you expect every episode to be self-contained. And then mm-hmm. how they don't they break that is really interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, Nathan Fielder, uh, after watching his show and then coming across How To with John Wilson. Oh, that show they, is amazing, I too. feel like they would be buddies. Uh, they um, are. You know, Nathan Fielder is part of the reason, like, that the how to with John Wilson got made. He's a, he's a producer on that show. You know, I think I did know that I just forgot about it, but, um, I'm pretty sure they are buddies. That that makes, that makes (laughs) sense. They, they seem, they seem great for each other. (laughs) Yeah. But that, that's another wild show. Have you seen that one, Michael? Jump around so much. I I haven't. I, I try to watch it one night. I was way too drunk. Uh, to be honest, oh, see, <laughs> I feel like I've, those shows I've are the best out. when you're fucked up. Uh, I was just passed out. Is I could, I get like I was very drunk, but I, yeah. I got to give it another shot. I always mean to, and then I completely forget about it. I think the craziest episode is how to cover your furniture. Yep, but mm-hmm. yeah. there's, I mean, all of them. He ends up, yeah, just like or or like the 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 kind of like. The the one where the guy has like the dehydrated food, like you know what I'm talking about. <sighs> I don't I don't re- recall that off the top of my head. I need to rewatch there, it. But. There's he comes across some guy that like collects like dehydrated like, food, military. Oh yeah, yes, yes, packaged yeah, meals yes. that are dehydrated, yep. mm-hmm. and they almost have like a wine tasting. Yeah, mm-hmm. like but they're tasting these fucking like dry, dehydrated, like ration. Like, doesn't the like, dude have food. like a YouTube channel? He probably does. Yeah. Um, yeah. but. I don't know, or or the like referee bit. It's just like it's all wild, and so, he has just created this whole show out of um, like samples of footage that he's taken. Yeah, like over years. How he and how he makes diving it, into a topic. He essentially like just spends days just filming, like out yeah. in 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 the city. Is he? It's, yeah. it's all in New York City. So he just goes out and just like films everything. And then he comes back home and this isn't in the show, but this is just how it's made. Like he just tags all the footage, like cuts it up into clips and like tags it all with metadata of like what's in the clips. And then when he, when he starts making the show, you can tell that he's just like searching that metadata for like things that he's talking about. And, And it's so perfectly edited that like, everything he's saying has like a visual representation of just like something happening naturally in public and Mm -hmm. it like matches up so perfectly. And that's, it's like, it's basically like Nathan for you, but a video collage. Yeah. Like it's like, it's like a first person Nathan for you. That's like all video collage. I, yeah, it sounds I would, super interesting. I got to check it out. It, like no, everything it. that you guys say about it, have said about it and everything everybody else says about it, it's like it's right up my alley. I just have to like dig in and go for it. Yeah, it's worth it. I don't know. I, I wish there was more of that to watch, but it's also like. There's there's probably more to come. I feel like there's been, you know, I feel like people have received it well for the most part, minus yeah. the like. My, I don't know. I feel like some people like 
once they saw the episode, is it how to cover your furniture? I feel like I've met a lot of people that were like, that was the episode that made me say no. (laughs) 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 It's also like the most wild episode. I would, I would agree. Yeah. Well, I'll check it out and report back and we'll have a talk about it. Yeah. I, I, and also both of those people, like I'm not one to like want to talk to like directors or writers and stuff like that, but I really would love to just talk to Nathan Fielder or John Wilson. Yeah, like I would just want to talk. It's to wild. Them. I have looked up interviews with Nathan Fielder because I'm just like, is there any moment that has been captured on camera of him not being in this character? And there's not like. Like, yeah. I know, obviously, he had that one episode of Nathan for You where he staged a whole bit on Jimmy Kimmel. But oh, it's that, like, that's, like, probably the been... most brilliant episode of Nathan for You. Yeah, I agree. He has also been on, like, Conan. Mm-hmm. Like, he has an interview with Conan where he comes out and he already thinks he's going to be too boring to be on a talk show. So he invites... Um, another actress as like a as like a backup. He's like if, he's like if my story is too boring, I brought a backup and she can tell her story. Oh, that's so funny. I need to I need to research who this was again because I I can't remember. Oh yeah, uh, Susan Sarandon. He oh my Susan god, Sarandon. And the whole time oh, I have Conan, to see that. Yeah, the whole I time Conan that. is like wanting to talk to Susan Sarandon, and so he'll like ask her something, and Nathan's like, "No, no, no! I just hired her as my backup. Like, does that does this mean you're like bored in what I'm saying?" And Conan's oh. like, "No, like keep talking." And he's just talking about his cats. That's genius. It's genius. And Conan's just like, "Okay, like I want to talk to Susan Sarandon," and um, it's just it's a wild interview. You it's should like watch that. it's like Andy Kaufman level comedy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like seriously, like that's what it reminds me of the most. I feel like mm-hmm. the way he just commits to these bits and like fucks with people. It's the it's the yeah. it's the nearest modern equivalent to Andy Kaufman for sure. Yeah, that's a good that's a good parallel mm-hmm. it, it's it's a lot more like harmless than some of the stuff that Andy Kaufman did but yeah yeah I would agree oh, oh my god really... but once you see that second episode Michael like I don't feel <laughs> yeah, bad I might, I might watch it tonight uh, Zach and I have been watching it together so maybe we'll check it out I, I don't feel bad for the people that he has on the show no, I do not feel bad for them it's at like all. These people he finds, I don't even know. It, it's it's wild. <laughs> the Halloween bit, Abby. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll say that. He just commits so much, yeah. like especially in that episode. Yeah. He's like very, very much a part of the experiment. Yeah. Like. I also just love the guy that they have that she goes on a date with. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking wild, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We, we can't. Don't say anything about that. Michael uh, needs to see that. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm done. All right. All right. Uh, That's we, we what's up for another 15 minutes. I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we done what's it up. We done what's it uh, up. That's a good All right, that's y'all. Insane. That'd be Thank our first t-shirt. Listening. What's you know, it what's up? What's it up? <laughs> Ha <laughs>
All right. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been episode 41, Page Master. Uh, you should, if you've listened this far, shit, you got a whole lot of TV suggestions there. You should check them all out. Uh, gotta say, Page Master wasn't on HBO Max this time. So she's like, fucking up. You're shitting the bed. Don't rent, this, don't so. rent this movie. Yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> rent it. It's not worth the money. Maybe you go back to your childhood home and there's a VHS yeah, copy or something. Yeah, go buy a VHS yeah. for a penny or whatever if you have a VHS player. <laughs> right, or, right. Or fucking pirate it. I don't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> Do that one. Um, we'd like to thank uh, Mike Govins for providing us with the intro and outro music for our show. You can check out his music and his content on Instagram at Gov's Music. Uh, thanks to Jorge Sierra for providing us with some lovely photography and you can check out Jorge stuff at shop from the pit on Instagram. You can check us out over at twitch.tv slash AMPM video. And if you head to the Instagram, you can find us at go team video and at ampm.video. And you can also find our show on all the usual, you know, podcasting places plus, you go to YouTube and search for AMPM video, you can find the podcast there as well. Um, and yeah, this next week will be episode 42. We don't really have anything planned for that yet, but we're looking forward to it. Um, Is it a guest episode, Michael? Perhaps we're going to talk about that after the okay. pod and see right. if we can get the scheduling down. Because uh, I have an idea for that and we'll see if we can't get a guest on for the next episode. It's been a while since we've done that and it'll be exciting to have some, uh, can some we fresh perspective? And, can we uh, at least tease the movie for people to just preemptively watch just in case? Well, um, I've been talking to this wonderful comedian, Courtney Warner, who wants to watch and talk about ghost Rider with Nicholas cage. Yeah. Have we done a Nicholas cage movie? No, I did I watch so. Con Air recently and it was, it's awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that movie uh, as a kid. Oh, it's one, so good. one time I met a guy on a dating app who was just fucking obsessed with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> and he he was like, he's my favorite actor. He's my favorite person. I, I've seen every Nicolas Cage movie. And I, he just made it his personality. And I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking to you. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a turn on. It's not a turn on. No, no. no. I thought it's cool, but we had a long conversation because I was just like interested and entertained, and I was like, yeah. "I don't feel the same way, but like, tell me what you think." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't. Know. I mean, let me hear it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're here. Let's just do this. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we'll see if we can't get that scheduled. See if we can't work it out to where all four of us can be here together at the same time. And that would be a really fun one. So if you are anticipating that, go and watch Ghost Rider and uh, just get ready for it. We're going to do it at some point. We'll figure out the, the scheduling. Yeah, but, uh, we'll, we will maybe do this next episode week. at some point. Yeah, so um, keep a lookout. And thanks for listening, everybody. Um, it's been a good time. Been a good up. See you next time. Love you. you. Bye, everyone. Love y'all. Love y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.